stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. Hey there, and welcome to the first episode of Into the Void, where we talk about anything and everything paranormal. I'm your host with the most G-Man, along with my co-host, The Mystic. And we just want to say, first off and foremost, that we'd like to tell you a little bit about who we are and uh, what we're all about. Uh, We're just a couple of average Joes who had a great interest in the paranormal. Mystic, if you want to give your insight on that. Yeah, so basically, we're just two dudes who see things that happen that other people don't get to see, believing in things that people don't believe in. It's it's there. You basically just, you got to look at it with an open mind. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Known each other for about eight to nine years. Uh, we both attended Rio Hondo Community College, and that's actually how we we first met, right over there. Yeah, was um, theater. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was in theater. One X was my first production. Yeah, is the in the tech class. I mean, I can't fully recall everything that had happened when we first met. I do remember working backstage, being one of the actors on stage. Yeah. The thing about us, we had a huge interest in the paranormal for a very long time uh every time mystic would come over to my house and hang out uh you know one one minute we're talking playing video games next thing you know we're talking about the the paranormal and things that have happened to us and i don't know it just kind of came together i guess came together uh it's it's an interesting bond that you make when you find someone who doesn't look at you completely crazy because you have all these stories to share right yeah exactly exactly you know, it's funny you mentioned stories to share, too, because, like, I know I have my own personal experiences. Uh, you have your own personal experiences also. You're, you're right. It's nice to not feel crazy when somebody else has yeah. had similar experiences. I do like that a lot. We're not professionals. I want to just point that out right now is that we are not professionals in this field. We know there are professionals in this field. We know there are people who have studied this field. But we again, we're average Joes who just have a huge interest in something like this. And when... I know for me personally, when I have an interest in something like this, you know, I pursue it. I go after it. I, I want to learn the truth. I want to learn, you know, why is this happening? Why, why is this haunting happening? Or why is the spirit still around? So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Uh, Mystic yourself, I know you said you've had your own personal experiences. And I guess, is that why? I mean, is that what sparked your interest really? Or I guess in a way it did because even as like a young kid, I was just... Seeing things other kids weren't seeing, hearing things that other kids weren't seeing. And my parents actually did think I was crazy at a point where they took me to a child shrink and threw me on Ritalin for a couple of months. Oh, man. Yeah, so after, like, the first couple of major experiences, I kind of took a step back and told myself, like, there has to be something here because I can't explain, I can't debunk what I've just experienced as anything pragmatic or logical, so. Right, that's for sure. And then it just took off. It just took off. Yeah, and then yeah, that's that's that. I've noticed that happens to a lot of people when it comes to these types of things. Is that like one minute, you know, they, something's happening, and then the next minute, it just takes off for you, you yeah. know, and and you just your interest starts to grow. We like to consider ourselves to be paranormal research investigators. We love to investigate stories. We love to investigate legends, myths, the occult, hauntings. I mean, anything paranormal, you name it, we love it. That's why they call me the mystic. That's why they call him the mystic. (laughs) 
Uh, let, let me put it this way. Well, let me let you know real quick here. Paranormal Research Investigators was actually a team that was established years ago uh, when I was serving in the military, in the Army at the time. I was in Savannah, Georgia. Made some amazing, amazing friends. And uh, shout out to TJ and Jen. We put a team together. It was just one of those. We all had the same interest. We met up, had a couple meetings, went to a couple places, did some EVPs, electronic voice phenomenons. Messed with the Ouija board once, which is always a no, very no. Inter- it's big no-no, but very interesting for what happens. I'll definitely have to explain that in future episodes. And then after that, the team split up because we all left the army, and my interest was still huge. So, I mean, here we are today now, uh, reviving, I guess you could say, the paranormal research investigators, adding a new team member, Mystic over here, and just going, going at it, you know? You know, it's funny, when we investigate stories, what is it that you're looking for when it comes to a story or a myth or a legend? For me, it's pattern recognition. If it's a consistent haunting, there will be consistent patterns. There can be consistent things that go on that you can cord, that you can um, measure. For me, when before I look at a spot, I always go and ask the Google gods anything and everything that I can possibly find. Depending on like how intense the, the history for said location is, usually defines if I go go or not. I mean, we have some really tempting spots within a, drive, within a half hour's drive from here being uh, the Queen Mary, that house you and I were talking about down in San Diego. Oh, the Queen Mary in Long Beach in California, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then um, the Airbnb down in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds really intense, but that's where, that's future me's problem. <laughs> <laughs> so when I hear or I read the stories, I always immediately believe in it because then that puts the drive to actually go and see for myself, you know, especially especially when there's like apparitions involved because you're not going to know if someone's lying to you about a spot until you actually go and look for it yourself. That's right. that's how that works. Yeah. Is I can sit here and spit my stories all day, but the listeners have to go and find these places, you know, to see if they can have similar experiences because then then you know i'm not bullshitting you yeah exactly exactly um, it's funny like telling the listeners to go and find these places i like that because you have those tour guides like down in san diego in old town san diego they have tours of ghost tours and stuff in savannah georgia there's these pub crawls that you can go to where mm-hmm. pe- people have actually experienced uh taking a photo and having some sort of apparition in the photo right and that's that's all fun and dandy you know i mean i just if I'm going to go on a pub crawl, I'm going to drink. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, as much as I love paranormal, as much as I love finding a ghost, pub crawl is a pub crawl, which means, hey, more beer for me. So I can't really, I can't really do those, those uh, tours. For me, it's, it's more like uh, someone tells me a story about a paranormal experience that they had. And if I, f- and if I can hear that the, the, or I can actually read or hear that the story has some sort of truth to it, I myself would love to go and investigate to the point where I have to go investigate because right. I, I really want to see something happen. Now, I'm not saying that something happens every single time, you know, because that person could have had that huge experience. But then for me, nothing happens. But at the same time, it's still it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun doing investigations and going out. And, you know, sometimes it can get scary. It can. And the, th- and the biggest thing is making sure that you whatever's there with you is letting it know that you're not afraid of it. You know, right? which is hard sometimes because your mind, your mind, which is one of the segments that I'd like to uh, cover in our show here is how the mind works when it comes to fear, why your mind does that fight or flight instance. And at the same time, like how you psych yourself 
before you even go to the destination that you're going to. Like the more you talk about it, the more your brain hangs on to this information. And then when you get there, you're like freaking out. Every every little noise is like making you exactly, jump and stop. Exactly. You know? So that's, like you said, that'll be covered future episode, what kind of person it takes. But the meat and potatoes of it is basically that you can't look at every sound, every trick of the light or, you know, random animal that runs across that you can't, too quick for you to identify mm-hmm. as, oh, there's a haunting here. Oh, I better leave. There's there's a lot more to it than that. And that's why, again, research is paramount because you want to get a good idea of not just what goes on at a location, but what people have experienced trying to get these recordings. Right. You know, because like you said, people people can say, oh, there's an apparition of a gray lady or there's an apparition of a headless man. Okay, but then when I go and then I catch nothing, but I get EVPs, I get a shadow figure. It, it's different for everybody. That's why I always tell people the biggest rule of thumb is you have to go do it yourself. Right, yeah, because you if, have to do it yourself. I mean, you can do all the research and never go and that's fine, but you can read and then having the experience just cements everything that you just read right exactly exactly which makes me go into this next thing which is how we like to seek the truth we kind of touched that a little bit how you know someone tells us a story sends us an email you know a comment on instagram or something and you know the story has some truth to it we definitely would like to seek that out not only to show our listeners that hey this is quite possibly the realest it's going to get but at the same time just being able to see the truth on it you know, that's something that we're really big about, especially here at Into the Void. I don't know. I, Mystic, what do you think when it comes to seeking the truth? What is it that you do, I guess, to prepare yourself for something like this? As far as going on an investigation? Yeah. What helps me is making my loadout. Basically, what tools I'm taking in with me. Basic, the ba- My basic loadout is usually like a voice recorder or a flashlight so I can see. And that's about it because I'm poor. the decent equipment to to take in with you on investigation is fairly pricey not that i'm saying don't go out and get it if you want to do an actual investigation please do right but in the preparation comes the um, i call it psyching out of the flight or flight because you park you see it and it's daunting it's ominous because it's you and this big ass building Mm -hmm. that Hopefully you're the only person in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's a constant psyching in and psyching out. It's taking yourself out of the mindset of this is where I'm going to die and into the mindset of this is freaking awesome, mm-hmm. which is a lot easier said than done. I'll tell you from firsthand experience because you're calm for five minutes. You're walking around asking questions, you know, seeing if you can get something on an EVP. And then out of nowhere, you have an actual audible response and then you're going, okay, I'm the only person here. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so for me, it's kind of just a constant mind game. Mm-hmm. You know, your body can run on autopilot with the tools walking around the location to get your evidence. But the real, I wouldn't call it a struggle, but the real task at hand is to constantly keep yourself level-headed. Because once you fall into that flight or fight response kind of mindset you kind of start discrediting yourself because you have your evp your voice recorder going and now now you're picking up that you're in distress right over something that depending on what evidence you have at the time shows that there wasn't really anything there and mm-hmm. so you kind of just got scared at nothing right yeah yeah it's it's crazy how the mind works when it comes to uh you know being in an area that is either haunted or considered to be haunted 
It's funny, actually, when I when I think about hauntings, I do a lot of debunking right away. But, but I feel that's what you're supposed to do because, like I said, that if you if you take everything at face value, then every location's a haunting. Yeah, that's true. That's for sure. We also want to let people know that we're here to learn and inform. If we could just elaborate more on learn and inform, the learning part is definitely the stories, also the history of uh, you know the place that's considered to be haunted cemeteries, uh, old asylums, old colleges, even old hospitals, and even homes. You know, it's funny when 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 uh, when I hear about hauntings and I hear about people being haunted in their home, I feel like that changes the dynamic. A haunting in like a hospital, like hospitals, people die. A lot, you know, all the time in hospitals. Yeah, the um, uh, a haunting at home is, is a real intimate kind of thing. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's definitely intimate because of the fact that it's a home. This is where someone has, you know, building their life. And then all of a sudden they have some sort of haunting happen in that home. It's definitely got a much more intimate feel to it. There are so many places of homes that are considered to be haunted. And some that I've seen where it is a genuine haunting. I mean, it's not... It's not the ghost of someone's mother or, or father or family member. Yeah, it's just a random entity that a just random entity that, up to the house. Yeah, that stays there. I've I've experienced uh, a a very demonic type haunting in a home, which it is scary. I will give you this: it's very scary to have to deal with something demonic in a home. But at the same time, allowing yourself to be more confident and be more powerful over the demo- demonic entity in that home. Make, gives you a sense of comfort. You have a lot of people who do uh, these investigations where there's a demonic entity in that home. And they like to say words like, you know, uh, you can't harm me because I have the power of Jesus with me or, you know, I have the power of Christ with me and stuff like that. That just pisses it off. Right. And that's, yeah, I've noticed that too. Um, but at the same time, I've also noticed that people feel better about it. And I, it, that's that's another one of those like psychology type things that I really want to get into is that like when you tell yourself something and how you feel better about it versus like when you psych yourself out and then you start to feel like and you start to jump at every little click and noise and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, it's quite interesting. But when we learn more about what's in the home or what's in the hospital or what's, you know, around this haunted area, um, you start to get a sense of ease about it. Because you can start identifying that bump in the dark was old sewage pipe set or throwing right. water yeah. or um like i've been in some places where they have old water boilers yeah um but it's not where it's outside or in a garage it's like in like a specialty made closet that houses it mm-hmm. so those things kind of run on a on a cycle more yeah. or less if you have that going and the house is ancient you know you're gonna get these buffets in the pipe that mm. knock against the wall in the in the middle of the night some of the research is you won't actually have to make until you get on site yeah there's always a little bit of field research before i even take my toolbox my toolbox apart to start an investigation is i need to see what my environment is i need to see if there's anything I can immediately look at once I start that will tell me, okay, with temperature fluctuations, this may warp in a certain way that may cause this to move or that to shift in the middle of the night, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. As far as informing on our part here, informing the the public or informing the, our listeners just about the information that we've learned about. I mean, if it's a local, well-known haunted area, a lot of people like to go there to find the haunting. They like to find, you know, EVPs. They want to find some sort of apparition and take a picture of it or something without going and knowing the history. For example, in Whittier, you have Dead Man's Park, 
that everybody mm-hmm. knows about, especially high school. I went to Whittier High School, and everybody always talked about Dead Men's Park and how there used to be graves there or headstones, and now it's all gone. And the thing is, is that I remember in high school when we did a newspaper segment about hauntings. We did the auditorium, we did the library, and then you know we talked about other places. I remember specifically looking into Dead Man's Park and you know the history of it, and talking to a curator, getting more information about what they did and why they you know moved the the graves and stuff. And I mean, it's fascinating. But I like to be able to inform people more on the history so that way they have a better understanding as to why these hauntings are happening it's really big especially for a home when a home is being haunted that's that's the biggest thing because you want to make sure that whoever is being haunted or has some sort of haunting going on that they are comfortable you know because at times it can be very uncomfortable with whatever noises that are going on or whatever is inside the home and it makes it it also makes it you know scary sometimes unsafe and I think that's because the whoever is being haunted doesn't have the info that they need about that haunting. Now, I will say this, though. Sometimes there is no information, and sometimes it's just it is what it is, and it's scary. It really is. So that's when I like to inform the person that whatever's in the home or whatever's around you, you know, either will not harm you or maybe even give them, you know, some information on who to t- who to talk to, like a professional a uh, paranormal hunter or uh, a priest, you know, the local church of some sort. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's where the informed part comes in. What are the, to, to, oh, sorry. Not to talk over you, but a little bit to elaborate on the informed part is understand that there are things that even we don't know. Mm. And, and again, we're not pros, but we've been, uh, or at least, or at least I have for at least a decade now have huge compilation of all the research that I've done. But the informed part is terminology that you'll hear us talk about because we more me but we do kind of go out locally and look at the local haunts or at least i do from time to time Mm -hmm. the terminology uh, the practices and stuff like that will be will obviously be touched upon later in later later episodes but that's just to kind of add on to the learn and inform part because there's be things that we'll find out and then we will just relay that to you guys because again learn and inform is the name of the game absolutely absolutely we also like to let everybody know that we love to have fun on our show my thing is is because it's october which is my month of crazy fun spooky and uh scaring the crap out of my wife <laughs> which is not hard <laughs> it's really not hard actually to scare she gets scared pretty easily but you know what i love i love october i love the fact that the weather changes i love the feeling of the cold coming in even though in california it never gets cold it's like bipolar weather in california i'm hot i'm cold i'm hot i'm cold like it just are you yes and you're no? <laughs> All of a sudden, Katy Perry walks in. Damn uh, it. <laughs> That's a royalty we have to pay now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love it, though. And especially, oh, Halloween's coming up. It's getting closer. It's getting so much closer. And I love every second of it because I actually started putting up my decorations in my house in, like, the middle of September. Cause I it's okay. There's people in, in my area that late July it already came up. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. They must work for Costco. Or 99 cent store. <laughs> they work for the church next door. <laughs> oh, no. Um, what else? Oh, gosh. I love the fact that people, like you said, uh, dress up their homes, the decorations. That's the word I'm looking October for. October is cosplay month. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I love the fact that it's cosplay month. But at the same time, September and October are also considered to be very high activity in the paranormal world. I've noticed that in September, 
usually around like mid-September towards the end. For me, it's like this feeling, internal gut feeling at the same time, like I can really feel like almost like in my soul, the that there's like an electricity in the air that is causing energy for spirits to come out. I mean, they all, everyone says that, you know, on Halloween, spirits are allowed to come out for one night and one night only. And yet it feels like it's more than just one night. I mean, middle of September, you get like chills. I get chills sometimes because I just, it feels like there's like something not in my home, but maybe like around me. Yeah, just passing around. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what I've noticed about October, especially September and October, is that the the spirit world, the the paranormal world, really starts to up its game. Whether it's something actually moving or something actually happening, I don't know. But the feeling that I get, and I've always had this feeling. I've always had it. I mean, I've had these feelings even when it's not September and October, when I went and visited the Queen Mary in my experience, which I'll share later on down the road, of course, about my experience on the, on the Queen Mary. But it's just this electricity that you get in the air and then the feeling that you get that, yeah, whatever entities, whatever spirits that have been quiet are now like, it feels like they're gaining more energy right. to just be able to do more. But at the same time, I mean, I love the candy on Halloween. <laughs> I love the candy. It's so good. As you can tell, I'm a big guy, so you can tell I love candy. <laughs> there's no camera. Oh, wait, there's no camera. You can't see me. You can just visual. Don't visualize me. That's weird. Just imagine his voice is fat. <laughs> For me, October is really when things get, not to sound preachy, but another reason why they call me the mystic is I do research and dabble in a lot of different forms of mysticism. So as a, as a hobby and religious practice for myself. So for me, October is really when things get wild because it's the veil between worlds gets really thin. But like you said, in September, things kind of start picking up, but like October is really when things get kind of, kind of up and crazy. And it's not just the pumpkin spice lattes. I don't go to Starbucks. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're not a Starbucks fan. No, I'm not. I am. That's another world too. We have to I pay just, now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over how good it is, though. I'm sorry. Um, but I can only have it in October. I can't do the whole September and December. It's only October. That's fair. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> but that gut feeling, I can understand. For me, it's more of like a physical sensation of you ever, I don't know if you've ever walked into a room like after someone had like a really tense moment and there's a real thick energy in the air that you kind of, you just like, you feel it on your skin as like a tingle. Yeah, I kind of get that when things get kind of hectic. It's super overwhelming and overwhelming. It's like there's an elephant in the room, but it's invisible. Yeah. It's like you just walk in, you're like, and you you just know. Yeah. You're in an area... For me, it's a common occurrence throughout the year because I have a large body of water behind my house. And the theory behind that is water is a very heavy source of natural energy for anything paranormal to really take hold of. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I live literally between a lake and a river. So you tell me if I'm crazy or not. Right, yeah. Especially the last couple of nights had been kind of really off with my sleep. It's just there's that heaviness in the air yeah there's more than just my presence there's more than just my family and my neighborhood's presence like that we can't see but i know it's there right thing is how that looks or is that how that feels i should say yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy how it's like when people always say like you know when christmas comes around there's that christmas spirit that's in the air and it's like yeah it is you know people people uh, act a little bit more different people are a little more nicer everyone's rushing obviously to get stuff done for christmas but october there's the electricity that we talk about that's in the air, that the change. I don't know if it's because of the weather per se, but at the same time, 
that whole spiritual feeling that really plays a huge, huge role, yeah. uh, especially in October. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's actually pretty wild how that plays out. The last thing I'd want to just kind of touch up on here is uh, we love getting feedback when it comes to uh, our show, Into the Void here. We have an Instagram that we would like to share with you guys real quick here. It's, uh, our Instagram is at into underscore the void underscore 2018. Also, you can check it out at smoky underscore dingo. And we also have a Facebook page. Uh, our Facebook page is at podparanormal87. There we like to kind of give you guys teasers about what the next show is going to be about. Or sometimes we just like to put up a random picture. The shenanigans are going in the studios. Shout oh, out to Undercity Comics. The shenanigans. <laughs> um, please tell me you're going to change that Smoky Dingo. You know what? Account. The thought of changing that has has hit me so hard. I like the name, but I think we're going to change it. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Smoky Dingo. <This> random. <laughs> sounds like um, sounds like something you get in Australia. It's, it's funny that you, that you named it that because that's the nickname I had in trade school. Oh, really? Because my last name sounds like a word you would describe meat in Spanish. Ah, uh, okay. And I know and I know your nickname for the longest time was Dingo. Oh man, for the longest time. For so long. And yet I call myself G Man. <laughs> well I mean you did serve, so you are a G Man. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not get into that subject. <laughs> That's for future episodes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we, we definitely love feedback. Feedback is like the biggest thing for us. Comments on our Instagram, comments on our Facebook page, letting us know what you guys want to hear about, what you guys want us to talk about. We also uh, love, love, love positive comments. Positivity is one of our biggest things here. Also, if you've got an experience or experiences to share on the show, or at least with us, so we can tell your story. And tell it anonymously if you chose if you choose to drop us a line on the Instagram on the Facebook. If you're local, we will join us on the show for an interview. Interviews are always, always, always accepted. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, to any listeners that may be out of state or out of country, there's Skype. Yeah, yeah, there's Skype. There's Skype. <laughs> there's Skype. We, we'll, we'll we'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Let's just real quick the, the the future what we're looking at here for Into the Void. We uh, interviews, live interviews. One of the biggest things is that uh, we definitely record a lot of our episodes. So interviews and the episodes being recorded in studio, obviously, uh, we we look forward to that. But a big thing for us is live interviews, being able to go to and meet somebody who has had a paranormal experience, whether it's in their home, whether it's at where they work, and just being able to do an interview, a live interview with you to let our listeners know like, hey, this is this is real. This is this is an actual haunting that's going on right now. And if you are a paranormal hunter or you are someone that just has a huge interest like we do in the paranormal, that interview I feel like would help bring out more of the uh, as long as it doesn't you know cause a problem for right, that person right. you know in the near future at least the next couple of episodes will be G-Man and myself interviewing each other back and forth dedicating whole episode to me interviewing him and then vice versa just so that way you guys can see that we're not just blowing smoke out of our ass mm -hmm. we wouldn't be here taking time out of the day to do this if there wasn't something to back it up. Exactly. You know? Yeah. G-Man, like he said, like he said, he served in the military, was in Savannah. So he has, I know he has stores at the Wazoo oh, for man. Savannah. Oh, and, and, I, and I constantly tell him that I hate him, that I was not in the service <laughs> with him because it's just, ugh. That's uh, another thing too is we just want to let you guys know that in our next two episodes coming up, we will be having personal one-on-one, 100% -on -one, real interviews between us about what happened and our own personal paranormal experiences. Like Mystic Stead, I served in the Army for three years, and I had the 
opportunity to be and, uh, and the privilege to be stationed in Georgia. And I was only about a good two hours, two hour drive away from Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And wow, uh, talk about your paranormal activity. I mean, not only was I fortunate to be there, but also to learn that Georgia is considered to be one of the most paranormal hotspots in the U.S. I mean, there are other states that have their big paranormal places, but Georgia, I mean, the history of Georgia and everything from, gosh, from psychics, mediums, pirates to deaths, you know, hangings and trees. And you have bed and breakfasts that have huge stories about people being poisoned and killed and killed in their sleep, killed while they're in the shower. I mean, just the the history goes on and on in Georgia. And if you've ever been in Georgia, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you have not, I strongly encourage you to go visit Savannah, Georgia. Not only do they have great restaurants and great pubs and all that, but man, the history is what definitely, really makes definitely, it. Definitely. And it's right next to the river too. So it, there's this river walk right there that has an old uh, stone walkway mm-hmm. that people can either, you can drive through, but mainly people like to walk through there. And just walking on that street, I mean, it just gives you a sense of what Georgia was like way, way back when. The tours are great, but being able to give yourself your own tour is even more spooky. It's usually a far, I wouldn't say better experience, but it would be a far more interesting experience because instead of listening to this dude that get paid 10 an hour to recite a script for 12 hours a day. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's man, it, that place is talking about it again and bringing it back up is giving me like that chill factor because i mean just the experiences that i had over there was Um, just amazing touch upon the future i know we were talking about doing like a little intro series on yeah that's like paranormal hunting yeah that's something we want you guys to really really get ready for because we have a three-part series coming up and it's called hunting 101 right and basically myself and mystic will be giving you guys just insight when it comes to hunting preparing for going for a paranormal uh, investigation what to do during investigations how to act how to really portray yourself so that way you're not you know a getting hurt in locations that you probably a should not be in or b should be in but at the same time what's the word i can't even think of the word right now wow i just drew a blank what's the feeling you're describing uh i want to say like to differentiate that see i said that wrong i knew there we go (laughs) i mean to determine you know what's going on with you whether it's in your head versus what you actually heard because evps are great they they pick up a lot but at the same time there's also that feeling that you get and ignoring that feeling or just letting it pass by. You could, if you want to, if you're feeling scared, but at the same time, like you kind of want to just go with that feeling too, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, so that's, that's something that we're going to be having coming up, uh, in the next three, next three episodes, which will be, um, later on down the line. And it's going to be hunting one Oh one. It's a three part series coming up. We're looking forward to that. And then after that, we're going to see, I'm drawing a blank. So if you've got any suggestions, please, Please let us know. Yeah, if anybody here, like we said, we love comments. Just go ahead and leave leave us a comment on our Instagram at into underscore the void underscore 2018 or at smoky underscore dingo, which will be changed, by the way. That, <laughs> oh, that name. Anywho, and then also check out our Facebook page at podparanormal87. We love to leave you guys teasers about upcoming episodes that are coming up, anything else that we basically would like to discuss. So I think we're going to end it right here. This will be the end of this very first episode of Into the Void, which I'm very happy about. (laughs) 
Uh, I just want to say, first off, thank you to a lot of people who have been following us already on our Instagram. We know you guys have been waiting to hear some more of what's happening. So thank you again so much for staying with us. Also, there are some people I'd like to thank. want to thank my wife for sure because she has been on my ass about this a lot, whether it was going to work or not. And here we are today now. So it's working out. A uh, huge thank you to my mother-in-law because without her, I don't think we would have been able to do this today. And also a huge, huge, huge thank you to Undercity Comics here in Uptown Whittier. This store, by the way, is fascinating. I'm looking at our engineer guy here, Renee. He works here at Undercity Comics. And I got to say, Renee, this place is absolutely beautiful. From the posters to the action figures to the comics. I recently just bought a comic book here and I could not be more happier. The staff here is great. They are very, very knowledgeable when it comes to, the, to these comics. They have so many things. And just sitting here looking at the table at everything they have, these little pop Funko Pops. The Funko Pops here, I mean, are just great. And I just want to like take them all home with me now. <laughs> he, he really fanboyed over the action figure of uh, the Red Hood from um, oh, yeah. the Batman games. I'm just going to hang on to it now because this thing's awesome. My goodness. <laughs> you can't take it with you. I know. I want to, though. Your kids will destroy bucks. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so thank you, Undercity Comics, so much uh, for letting us use your studio. This place is brilliant. It's amazing. It's beautiful. If you guys uh, are in Uptown Whittier in California, please come out to Undercity Comics. Check it out. Buy a comic book. Buy a, a graphic novel. Buy an action figure. Do something while you're here. Who knows? You might even see us recording. And you might even catch us recording an episode. And if so, we will we'll, we'll wave to you through the window. We can't really bring you in. Anywho, my name is G-Man. And I'm the Mystic. And you guys have been listening to Into the Void. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you later on. <laughs>